story eleven of christmas with lucy maud montgomery a selection of stories this librivox recording is in the public domain story eleven a christmas inspiration well i really think santa claus has been very good to us all said jean lawrence pulling the pins out of her heavy coil of fair hair and letting it ripple over her shoulders so do i said nelly preston as well as she could with a mouthful of chocolates those blessed home folks of mine seem to have divined by instinct the very things i most wanted it was the dusk of christmas eve and they were all in jean lawrence's room at number sixteen chestnut terrace number sixteen was a boarding-house and the boarding-houses are not proverbially cheerful places in which to spend christmas but jean's room at least was a pleasant spot and all the girls had brought their christmas presents in to show each other christmas came on sunday that year and the saturday evening mail at chestnut terrace had been an exciting one jean had lighted the pink-globed lamp on her table and the mellow light fell over merry faces as the girls chatted about their gifts on the table was a big white box heaped with roses that betokened a bit of christmas extravagant on somebody's part jean's brother had sent them to her from montreal and all the girls were enjoying them in common number sixteen chestnut terrace was overrun with girls generally but just now only five were left all the others had gone home for christmas but these five could not go and were bent on making the best of it bell and olive reynolds who were sitting on the bed jean could never keep them off it were high school girls they were said to be always laughing and even the fact that they could not go home for christmas because a young brother had measles did not dampen their spirits beth hamilton who was hovering over the roses and Nellie preston who was eating candy were art students and their homes were too far away to visit as for jean lawrence she was an orphan and had no home of her own she worked on the staff of one of the big city newspapers and the other girls were a little in awe of her cleverness but her nature was a chummy one and her room was a favorite rendezvous everybody liked frank open-handed and hearted jean it was so funny to see the postman when he came this evening said olive he just bulged with parcels they were sticking out in every direction we all got our share of them said jean with a sigh of content even the cook got six i counted miss allen didn't get a thing not even a letter said beth quickly beth had a trick of seeing things that other girls did not i forgot miss allen no i don't believe she did answered jean thoughtfully as she twisted up her pretty hair how dismal it must be to be so forlorn as that on christmas eve of all times Ugh, i'm glad i have friends i saw miss allen watching us as we opened our parcels and letters beth went on i happened to look up once and such an expression as was on her face girls it was pathetic and sad and envious all at once it really made me feel bad for five minutes she concluded honestly hasn't miss allen any friends at all asked beth no i don't think she has answered jean she has lived here for fourteen years so mrs pickerel says think of that girls fourteen years at chestnut terrace is it any wonder that she is thin and dried up and snappy 
nobody ever comes to see her and she never goes anywhere said beth dear me she must feel lonely now when everybody else is being remembered by their friends i can't forget her face tonight it actually haunts me girls how would you feel if you hadn't anyone belonging to you and if nobody thought about you at christmas ow oh, said olive as if the mere idea made her shiver a little silence followed to tell the truth none of them liked miss allen they knew that she did not like them either but considered them frivolous and pert and complained when they made a racket the skeleton at the feast jane called her and certainly the presence of the pale silent discontented-looking woman at the number sixteen table did not tend to heighten its festivity presently jean said with a dramatic flourish girls i have an inspiration a christmas inspiration what is it cried four voices just this let us give miss allen a christmas surprise she has not received a single present and i'm sure she feels lonely just think how we would feel if we were in her place well, that is true said olive thoughtfully do you know girls this evening i went to her room with a message from mrs pickerel and i do believe she had been crying her room looked dreadfully bare and cheerless too i think she is very poor what are we to do jean let us each give her something nice we can put the things just outside of her door so that she will see them whenever she opens it i'll give her some of fred's roses too and i'll write a christmassy letter in my very best style to go with them said jean warming up to her idea as she talked the other girls caught her spirit and entered into the plan with enthusiasm splendid cried beth jean it is an inspiration sure enough haven't we been horribly selfish thinking of nothing but our own gifts and fun and pleasure i really feel ashamed let us do the thing up the very best we can said nelly forgetting even her beloved chocolates in her eagerness the shops are open yet let us go up town and invest five minutes later five capped and jacketed figures were scurrying up the street in the frosty starlit december dusk miss allen in her cold little room heard their gay voices and sighed she was crying by herself in the dark it was Christmas for everybody but her, she thought drearily. In an hour the girls came back with their purchases. Now let's hold a council of war, said Jean jubilantly. I hadn't the faintest idea what Miss Allen would like, so I just guessed wildly. I got her a lace handkerchief and a big bottle of perfume and a painted photograph frame, and I'll stick my own photo in it for fun. That was really all I could afford. Christmas purchases have left my purse dreadfully lean. I got her a glove box and pen tray, said Belle, and Olive got her a calendar and Whittier's poems. And besides, we are going to give her half of that big, plummy fruitcake Mother sent us from home. I'm sure she hasn't tasted anything so delicious for years, for fruitcakes don't grow on Chestnut Terrace, and she never goes anywhere else for a meal beth had bought a pretty cup and saucer and said she meant to give one of her pretty water-colors too nelly true to her reputation had invested in a big box of chocolate creams a gorgeously striped candy cane a bag of oranges and a brilliant lampshade of rose-colored crepe paper to top off with 
it makes such a lot of show for the money she explained i am bankrupt like jean well we've got a lot of pretty things said jean in a tone of satisfaction now we must do them up nicely will you wrap them in tissue paper girls and tie them with a baby ribbon here's a box of it while i write that letter while the others chatted over their parcels jean wrote her letter and jean could write delightful letters she had a decided talent in that respect and her correspondence all declared her letters to be things of beauty and joy forever she put her best into miss allen's christmas letter since then she has written many bright and clever things but i do not believe she ever in her life wrote anything more genuinely original and delightful than that letter besides it breathed the very spirit of christmas and all the girls declared that it was splendid you must all sign it now said jean and i'll put it in one of those big envelopes and nelly won't you write her name on it in fancy letters which nelly proceeded to do and furthermore embellished the envelope with a border of chubby cherubs dancing hand in hand around it and a sketch of number sixteen chestnut terrace in the corner in lieu of a stamp not content with this she hunted out a huge sheet of drawing paper and drew upon it an original pen and ink design after her own heart a dudish cat miss allen was fond of the number sixteen cat if she could be said to be fond of anything was portrayed seated on a rocker arrayed in smoking jacket and cap with a cigar waved airily aloft in one paw while the other held out a placard bearing the legend merry christmas a second cat in full street costume bowed politely hat in paw and waved a banner inscribed with happy new year while faintly suggested kittens gambled around the border the girls laughed until they cried over it and voted it to be the best thing nelly had yet done in original work all this had taken time and it was past eleven o'clock miss allen had cried herself to sleep long ago and everybody else in chestnut terrace was abed when five figures cautiously crept down the hall headed by jean with a dim lamp outside of miss allen's door the procession halted and the girls silently arranged their gifts on the floor that's done whispered jean in a tone of satisfaction as they tiptoed back and now let us go to bed or miss pickerel bless her heart will be down on us for burning so much midnight oil oil has gone up you know girls it was in the early morning that miss allen opened her door but early as it was another door down the hall was half open too and five rosy faces were peering cautiously out the girls had been up for an hour for fear they would miss the sight and were all in nelly's room which commanded a view of miss allen's door that lady's face was a study amazement incredulity wonder chased each other over it succeeded by a glow of pleasure on the floor before her was a snug little pyramid of parcels topped by jean's letter on a chair behind it was a bowl of delicious hothouse roses and nelly's placard miss allen looked down the hall but saw nothing for jean had slammed the door just in time half an hour later when they were going down to breakfast miss allen came along the hall with outstretched hands to meet them she had been crying again but i think her tears were happy ones and she was smiling now a cluster of jean's roses 
were pinned on her breast oh girls girls she said with a little tremble in her voice i can never thank you enough it was so kind and sweet of you you don't know how much good you have done me breakfast was an unusually cheerful affair at number sixteen that morning there was no skeleton at the feast and everybody was beaming miss allen laughed and talked like a girl herself oh how surprised i was she said the roses were like a bit of summer and those cats of nelly's were so funny and delightful and your letter too jean i cried and laughed over it i shall read it every day for a year after breakfast everyone went to christmas service the girls went uptown to the church they attended the city was very beautiful in the morning sunshine there had been a white frost in the night and the tree-lined avenues and public squares seemed like glimpses of fairyland how lovely the world is said jean this is really the very happiest christmas morning i have ever known declared nellie i never felt so really christmassy in my inmost soul before i suppose said beth thoughtfully that it is because we have discovered for ourselves the old truth that it is more blessed to give than to receive i've always known it in a way but i never realized it before blessing on jean's christmas inspiration said nellie but girls let us try to make it an all the year round inspiration i say we can bring a little of our own sunshine into miss allen's life as long as we live with her amen to that said jean heartily oh listen girls the christmas chimes and over all the beautiful city was wafted the grand old message of peace on earth and good will to all the world end of story eleven